if we see that wealth management is moving into the direction where we need to get closer to the users, our customers, values and, and their uh, needs, mm -hmm. we need to spend more time, I would, I would say 40% or something like that, of our time to understand the customer segment and actually work with them. The products will maybe be like 10-15% of it and then the rest will maybe be technology. I, I, I know it, 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 it's, it's but, but we need to nail it down in this way, like 40% mm -hmm. of your business could, should focus on understanding the customers all the time. It's not just like, okay, we do a survey or we do a focus group. <laughs> Hell no. We need to have a community that is driving and understanding and all the time utilizing time. And it costs time, it costs money, but it's easy because you get so much from the new of, 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 of people, they, 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 if you ask them, they answer it straight away. Laharan, thanks for coming. It's great seeing you again. You too. Thanks, Chris. All right, so let's just, uh, to start, tell us who you are and what you do. So my name is Varen, I'm 35 years old. I have been working the ten, last 10 years in investment banking, uh, first in Danske Banks, Axo and, and so on, and been working as a consultant. And I'm the CEO and founder of Make Impact today, uh, where we help non-investors to get started with the investing journey in sustainable investing, impact investing. Okay, uh, so uh, tell us what, what is the main problem that Make Impact is trying to solve in the market? Yeah, so, so Mega Impact is solving the problem of the newer generation that actually get, uh, wants to get access to the investment world. So we're trying to democratize investing, but in the new generation, the new gens between 18 to 28 years old, so the Gen Cs and the new generation coming in, they have a really drive about sustainability and impact and they want to use their money to actually make an impact in the world. Uh, the way the structure is with the banks and general investment platforms today is like really focused on the investment part, not just like why we're actually investing. So that question is what the younger generation is actually questioning. And by that, we hope that we, with the community, with engagement, with learning environment and an investment platform can actually solve that problem of actually helping people who have never invested before to actually get started investing in, within the, with the values in mind. Because it's all about values and what we actually believe in in terms of how we want to invest. All right, and one thing I find really interesting here is your target audience, 18 mm. to 28. Yeah. One would say that traditionally that's been an audience that's been neglected from, mm. from, from investment services. Yeah. So why did you choose to focus on that audience? It's the most interest, interesting, right? Like one thing is like you can go for the people who already invest today and actually make them better investors. Uh, looking into the blue ocean of, of new generation coming in with new knowledge and new understanding of how they actually want to use the money to make a difference. Because one thing is that we have the FIRE principle, financially independent, retire early generation coming in and saying like, why should I save up to a time when I'm 90? I want to like live my life now. I want to live my life in 10, 15 years. So having a generation coming in that they want to utilize their money in a different way and also with the sustainable mindset of actually that the banks, you know, they have seen the crisis, right? They've been a part of their parents, like in the financial crisis in 2008. And so they're like, okay, who should we trust? So there's a mistrust in terms of the environment and thereby we need to help them to create a, one thing is like a trust and, and a, a way that they can feel understood 
and also we actually need to communicate in a language they actually can understand. So there's two ways of it, because one thing is in the few early days you're like, the younger generation should just understand whatever is out there. Mm -hmm. Now it's the other way around. We need to understand the younger generation and actually understand like hardcore facts and make that understandable for the younger generation. And that's a totally shift of how we communicate. Uh, like the younger generation use max six seconds on social media to actually read a post. Mm -hmm. So how do you make sure that whatever you want to communicate out is told in a way that they actually like find catch their attention mm -hmm. and sometimes you need to educate on social media and you know that with the so me and all those things where that's where people get knowledge from today so just having that and then taking investment complex inf investment knowledge and actually making that understandable for the younger generation that's where the tricky part in and that's what i really think is like it's interesting and amazing to work with Right, and I think what you're describing is really more of a cultural shift where I'm a bank, I have some products that I want to push out mm. to, I have an audience, I want mm. to understand what their needs are mm. and therefore cater for those needs, yeah. right? It's a, it's a radical yeah. mind shift. It, it is, and, and you can say like, if you think from the old school of saying that you have a banker and he's an advisor, bank advisor, right? So oh, in the old days, you actually went into a bank, you talked to a bank advisor and you got some advice from the banks. Yeah. But with this product push in the last two decades, we've got so many products that we need to, okay, we need to use this one or the other one or so on. And, and it's really, really hard for the younger generation to understand, okay, why should I choose the one for the other? So as I said, like the bankers forgot to doing advice, right? To actually giving that advice. That type of, of advice is not the same way that you invite a young generation in and then saying, okay, sit, let's, let's talk about your future. Let's talk about your pension. And they're like, and don't talk to me about the pension. It's like so far away. Let's talk about now. Mm. I, I need money now. I need to live my life now. And I, I want to work two days a week. I want to live in Bali and do some work there. Like the nomad, digital nomad, like the whole mindset of understanding the new audience and how they want to live their life. That's what I see missing. Mm -hmm. and, and furthermore, like they don't want like to walk into a bank. We know that, right? Like everything, everything is digitalized. But when it's so, f when you are so far away from your audience and the new generation audience, you need to understand how they work in the digital world. And then you need to look at your products and advice and actually tailor that for them, mm -hmm. not the other way around. Like we can't sit down back. And that's what I see as a big, big shift in the uh, in the setup today, where digitalization makes it possible to do a lot of different ways to actually meet the requirements of the younger generation but it has to be done in their lingo in their tone of voice and just the word tone of voice like 10 years ago if i, I talked about with anyone in the banks like what, what are you talking about that's something marketing people are talking about now people understand what is tone of voice yeah. like if you want to explain a hardcore topic about eu sustainability finance whatever you need to really tailor it down into something that people can understand yeah. And that's where we have to take daily habits, daily things that we really like understand and, and actually taking investment lingo down to that. So people say, ah, okay, now I understand investment a little bit better. Right. But of course they don't get, they won't, won't get experts and that's not what we want to mm. try to do. We're not here for educating people to become experts. We want to get from minus two in knowledge to plus one. And then when they're ready to take two, two, three, four, in the levels of investment knowledge, they can go other places to seek, seek for it. So we really focus on the non-investor and getting them start, started. Right, okay, and 
how do you actually bring a product to market for an audience that traditionally has not consumed that product before? Really, really great question. Of course, like three years ago when we started this journey about like, okay, let, let's work with people's values and, 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 and try to understand how they understand their own values. So what are my values? When you, when you start in a company, you have like the corporate values. And when they don't exist in a new company, when you like move from, from one job to another, you do, okay, this is different. The mm -hmm. values are different from the previous one. That's where you get, you understand, even if you're getting into a relationship with, uh, with a person, a partner, you understand, you need to find the balance of the values. And, and the values of you as a person can be different. Like even though we have the mindset, okay, we want to invest sustainably. You might be really, really interested in, in uh, the social part of ESG. Mm -hmm. I might be interested in the governance part or the, uh, the climate part, but we, we still have an investment, uh, sustainable mindset of we want to make a change in the world, mm -hmm. but we want to do it in different ways. So that understanding of each other's knowledge, like values is, is one of the most important parts to just bring a product into the market. Because if we can't talk into the same thoughts of the users, like why do you invest? Why do you want to invest? What, what should your investments go for? Mm -hmm. And today, luckily, and I'm so happy and glad that you know, EU has been taking that uh, you know, task up on them, on the EU taxonomy, so actually pushing the banks right now to be much more uh, knowledgeable about the client's purpose. Mm -hmm. Why do they invest? Mm -hmm. So here in August, uh, all the banks, when they're doing a, su a suitability check and getting you know, new customers on board, they need to understand the values of the customers. Mm -hmm. And based upon that, they have to provide you products on that. And, and three years ago, there was no law, there's nothing. Right. So I see a big, big financial industry moving towards being closer to the customers, understanding the customers, and after that, providing products. And I think maybe you could say like, have we been a little bit ahead of the curve? Maybe, because mm -hmm. we have been quite interested into the younger generation and saying, mm -hmm. okay, what's happening here? Mm -hmm. And now, you know, the old bankers need to change the law, the regulatory part, the processes to fit the new generation of investors or in, in general banking. Of course. Um, so I've seen this and, and it has been tough to be some of the, one of the first ones mm. thinking into this thing because people are like, Varen, the younger generation don't have any money. Why do you care about <laughs> yeah. it? That is the approach we, we hear in the financial industry. Mm. Now, because the remuneration policies is changing that you don't get bonuses on how much you ROI, like return on investment will be on the banker side. It's more about like how much black money did you move into green money mm -hmm. that's how the remuneration policies is changing even in the banks mm -hmm. and now you know everybody is talking about esg and it's like a big big buzzword but come on it has been there for all years now it's just more that now law is coming in the younger generation is asking for it and now the financial industry needs to change right okay so Let's 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 touch on that being ahead of the curve because I think I think you're right. You're you're definitely a pioneer in both in what in what Make Impact is doing, mm. and in the target audience that, that that you're addressing. And there's there's a first mover's advantage here, right? Mm. But at the same time, I believe that presents certain challenges in making sure that you stay afloat in terms of cash flow. Um, yeah, yeah. How yeah, yeah. how do you don't deal get with me that? started? I would like to <laughs> say 
that when like I, I, I was working seven years in the banking industry when, when I decided like I got my second child, uh, I get it, and, and my wife and I were like, okay, let's, let's save up some money for their future. Mm -hmm. And then we were discussing like, what is their future? What, what would we like to save up for? Because just putting money in the banks, you know, now it's negative interest rates, so it doesn't make sense, right? Mm -hmm. It's better to have it in the mattress, right? <laughs> so, you know, so we were talking about like, okay, let, let's invest them. So we were like having this discussion. My wife is a radi radiographer, x-ray technician. So she's like very much into the healthcare. And I was like been always with technology. Uh, so we're like, okay, what should we invest in? And when we asked those questions, we're like, okay, what are our values? And, and, and that's where we started, you know, talking about, okay, let, we need to do something. And like, I, I tried to call my bankers and like, okay, what should we do? Mm -hmm. And like, invest in the DeFi, invest in the blockchain, <laughs> Bitcoin. That's where you get quick money, Varen. Like, Look, I'm talking 15, 20 years ahead, and you're talking about something tomorrow. Like, so there's short term versus the long term. Mm -hmm. Sustainable investing is about buying and hold strategy. It's long term. Mm -hmm. We are trying to move a sector being more sustainable, and it will take time. So the purpose and, and the horizon that I was thinking about was not fitting to the, the general setup. But I could see a lot of young people even you know with Greta Thunberg, uh, the climate focus, the Friday for the future, these younger generation didn't match investment and sustainability together at that point of time. But I was like, they're doing everything. We bike to work, we eat vegan once a week, we buy secondhand. We do so many things on the sustainable you know, agenda today. We do that because it's like, that's where it was ahead of the curve earlier. So it's like, okay, now it's trendy to buy secondhand and so on. And then investment were like, there's no link. Mm. So it's like, there should be a link. And if we could move all those money which is there into sustainable investments, how much couldn't we just change in the world? So that was my, okay, let's do it. Let's try to figure it out. Yeah. So I went down knocking on the banks, you know, you know, if you have FinTech, you're a startup, you want to like, first of all, I was like, great. I know all the bank CEOs and CIOs because I've been working in the corporate sector. Mm -hmm. Let me go get out and knock at the door and say, hey, let's do something here. Like, like. No, no, it's not important. The younger generation don't have money. Why should we do this? We should go for the elite, elite bankers or uh, you know, private banking. They have money. It's fine. They have a lot of money, but the younger generation have a lot of money, but they're not, they're not available on the market yet. Mm -hmm. So going into this discussion with, at that point of time, three years, three and a half years back, there is no uh, purpose in their minds of actually doing what, what we're doing today. So I'm really happy that today everybody's talking about it and there's not, not just saying like saying if you don't do ESG investing or you don't focus on ESG, you're out of the business, right? So um, so it was quite tough to have these discussions with the, you know, the corporate sector or the old financial markets. Mm -hmm. But now watching younger generation coming in, a flow of more and more interest in this, and we could see like the Robin Hood last year mm -hmm. with the GameStop and so on, how a big, big community on Reddit actually sit down and say, okay, we need to do something. Mm -hmm. the, the, the thing about GameStop, we can always talk about it, but it's more like the thing about, we need to do something. So the smaller investors or non-investors sat down and said, great, we should do something against the people who don't make this sustainable in the whole setup. And then the big movement came along. That's where my interest is. In, okay, what happened there? Mm -hmm. Like from a from a social part and, and, and analyzing that now smaller non-investors is actually 
taking the pledge to come together, mm -hmm. like the synergy effect, actually to bring money together and actually make an impact. That's where I could see, okay, now something is happening. And I was really scared as, at the same time, but I was also happy that now we have the movement coming on. Right. And, and it's coming and it's going to be bigger. So I'm just waiting, you know, <laughs> ahead of the curve, you're waiting. Yeah, yeah, just waiting right? wave, like, yeah. yeah. So, so I'm, I'm happy and, and ready for that. But it has been three years where you're like going around being, as you said, a pioneer, talking about this and yeah, yeah talking about how do we do it? And, 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 and we learned the way. We, we started with the community approach. We started with, okay, we need to learn the younger generation. We need to do some educational stuff. And now we're doing the investment platform. So we have everything in, in, in the Kinder Egg. We have everything in, in one. Right. And this is the offering that we would like to give out to the younger generation to saying okay great you can come in here you can learn about sustainable investing and sustainability and so on you can be a part of a community engage with people who like-minded and at the same level and then you can also invest simply and smartly with based upon data that we actually present for the users so right. giving the users a head start of their sustainable investing journey okay um, I want to touch on the community and we'll get there there in a minute but but first Tell me a bit about the impact uh, uh, component on, on, on your solution, your yeah. value proposition. Where, where does the impact come in? How is it addressing the SDGs? Tell, tell us more about that. Yeah. So, so first of all, Make Impact, our purpose is to engage and mobilize everyone to sustainable change through their investment. So mm -hmm. the sustainable change is also like we want to make our users to make a change. Mm -hmm. So when we look at this, this is financial inclusion. That's number one on our, our approach. Mm -hmm. One thing is to learn the younger generation to get started investing. That's even just a big, big chunk to do. Yeah. Once we do that and we take the impact uh, part of it, we are not experts, you are not experts, and out there there's no experts out there on sustainable investing, I would mm -hmm. say. Because we are always learning about how we can, by technology, make more sustainable uh, agendas. Like if, if you talk about different companies with new technologies, we don't know what's coming next year. Mm -hmm. We can have an idea about where we are headed, but we can't say we are an expert on, on these things and we have this 30 years of experience because like technology, everything is evolving. So, so we don't want to be experts for the users. What we are doing right now is we are analyzing a lot of different companies, mm -hmm. not with any AI technology or whatever, looking at the companies like the approach of the sustainable reports that they are every year report, uh, putting out, because the CSR report or impact reports or sustainability reports, whatever they call it, mm -hmm. they have some strategies that is like 5, 10, 15 years ahead. Mm -hmm. Sitting down and reading a PDF one by one by one takes time, mm -hmm. and it's not just a number. So we need to figure out how we can look at different uh, databases where companies are putting this in and saying, this is our strategy. And then of course, they need to live up to this. And with the law coming in with the EU taxonomy and SFDR law, every year companies need to report on this. So there's a lot of data out there. Mm -hmm. What we are doing is we're trying to take that data, understand that data with our people who have their sustainable finance knowledge mm -hmm. and saying, how can we communicate this data to the younger generation that is new on this market. Mm -hmm. So our impact models or how we look at it is we look at the SASB materiality mapping where we know that 26 industries have issues with different sustainability measures. Mm -hmm. So if you take Minova Nordic for instance as a company or Carlsberg beverage companies, they typically have problems with some sustainability uh, topics. Mm -hmm. Presenting this to a user hopefully give them, okay, great, even though I want to invest in Novo, I need to be careful about these mm -hmm. things. Next year, by uh, 1st of January 2023, the data will be there. How is the J uh, pay gender gap in the companies? 
there will be so much data available in the law called principal adverse indicators right now that it's just out there to grasp. Mm -hmm. Once we need to grasp them, we need to filter them and visualize them so we can start playing around with them. We don't want to say to you, Chris, okay, you should, uh, based upon your values, you should invest in these companies. No, we want to say, based upon your values, these companies comes up, go and have a look, scroll down, understand them. And if you think that is interesting for you to invest mm -hmm. in, then go ahead. Right. Because we believe that to give the power back to the people in terms of that, you know, public listed companies, everybody should be able to invest in those companies yeah. and, and understanding how we should do that. It's not just a PE number. Mm. It's not just like a, a you know a ratio of low, low, high, middle in the last three three years. It's also to look ahead and saying, what are the company actually working on? What are the mission? Mm -hmm. And this is what we believe in. When you invest in people or something, like you you look at the person and saying, what does he has in, on his mind? That's how I understand the startup world. Like the mission that the guy, girl, whoever wanna wanna achieve. That's what we invest in. Yeah. We don't look into the history. Okay, yeah, okay, he has a nice track record. Great, cool. But what what about tomorrow? Mm -hmm. I don't want to mention some companies, but you know, some beverage companies has been really, really hard time in, the, in into the market right now with the, the with the war situation. Right? They waited maybe 10, 15 days to take their things out. The waiting time of not taking action by day one because it was a hard, tough thing that changed the thoughts from the younger generation, like, why did you use 15 days to think about it? Mm -hmm. Like, that's a no-brainer, dude. So those are the voice we hear from the younger generation. Mm -hmm. And n we can't neglect that anymore. We can't say, no, the younger generation. No, no, they are the future of the world. There will be a big, big, massive wealth transfer in the next couple of years. They don't want to earn houses and mortgage. No, no, they want to live in a different way. Mm -hmm. They'll have more money and utilize that money. We need to help them to understand the saving up for the future. But this is not to when I'm 90, right? right. For God's sake. I know that we have pension, but and, and we have other people taking care of that money. That's nice. But we need to think about how we can utilize the money and make an impact at the same time and also having something 5, 10, 15 years goals ahead. Right, right. So our impact, just to wrap it up, is like really about visualizing data which is out there to the younger generation. Mm -hmm. Because I've looked at the report. And if you're a banker like me, we can see the reports and we can do some Excel mapping and then we can say, okay, great, we'll invest in this company. We know what a new generation investor coming in. No way. Yeah. They need to filter, Chris. Yeah, they need yeah. to filter and think, I wanna see the most highly rated company that has the, uh, the, the lowest pay gender gap. Mm -hmm. Give me that company. Filter it. Okay, great. This is the company. Great. If I my values is gender equality number five, I might invest in that company. Mm -hmm. So I need to filter in totally different new ways that I have not been doing it before. Yeah. And that's the data set we're looking into. That's where I think it's really interesting because talking to the younger generation, they're talking about these things. Yeah. They don't talk about a PE number. They don't even know what a PE number is. Right. Of course, we need to learn about that, right? Um, so, so that's where I see the impact will be in the future that we by communication, by visualization, by taking hardcore data and uh, making that simple, that's where the business is in the future. All right, and that, this is absolutely fascinating. And tell me, tell me now about the community. Mm -hmm. Why is why is the, the community component so important to make impact? 
you know, we have uh, communities everywhere, right? Like now Metaverse, you're talking about a big, big community coming in and, you know, people are going to be there in the Metaverse and like, hey, Chris, how are you? And, and so on. And we can have a sustainability booth and you can come over and talk to us. That's one, one community. And we have Facebook communities. We have so many communities, right? When we're getting into a new playground for the younger generation, they're like, I'm really scared. And Mega Impact, you promised me to take me in the hand and actually do something with me. I can read about the stuff and you guys are doing some videos that I understand, but I need to talk to somebody that is like me. You are already guys, some experts in, in my mind. We don't want to be like, oh, you should do this and this and this. We don't, we, we're not taking the advisor role. <laughs> what we want to do is we want to create a platform where we can have discussions where we are not like, um, disrupted by everything else. Like if you're on Facebook today in a group, you're like, you're getting like ping, ping, ping everywhere, right? You wanna create an environment where people can like be, okay, now I'm really thinking about investing my money. And when people use their money, they want like confidentiality, they want like trust, they want like that type of community around. So the people who is a part of the community, they're like, we are all here to help out. Mm -hmm. So it might be like, hey guys, Oatly went to the, to the stock exchange, should we invest in them? And then I'm like, no, nah, maybe you should, maybe it's too expensive. And then you know, if you look at the oldest stock today, it has been going down, right? Because of a lot of stuff. And people say that the oldly, the brand, like the, the, the old milk brand, they, they got half owned by Wall Street or wherever. They have a lot of talks about these things. Mm -hmm. But that discussion to have that is not everywhere where the younger generation can sit with the friends because not all of the friends are interested in investing, mm -hmm. but more and more is doing it. So that it's going to be a dinner table discussion about which company you should invest in. Like, dude, why do you bring, uh, wear these, those sneakers? Like Adidas is like, or Nike or whatever. And then we have a discussion about whether this is sustainable or not. Right. And, and that's where we have some knowledge mm -hmm. that we get from somewhere about companies, sustainable driven way. Maybe I've read the sustainable impact report of Adidas or Nike, mm -hmm. and I can tell about that. So people have different knowledge and bringing that knowledge together in a community, that's where it makes, in my mind, is magic. Letting the users to actually discuss these things. Right. Because the companies are also like, hey, what does our customers actually say about our brand? Yeah. They're just listening and waiting. It's like, okay. And if this is about an investment game as well, like if, if you are number one, top 100 in, in, in the world on sustainability, maybe these companies also are quite interested in thinking, what is the new generation about investors actually mm -hmm. saying about it? It's not just on Nuanet or Saxobank or whatever, where we have the day traders talking about mm -hmm. whether a company is going up and down or eToro. We need to go somewhere else and actually look at what is human beings, as if I can say in this way, new generation and investors thinking about this. Yeah. They are the future. There's like 90% out there that is not investing today and they are going to be in the market in the next five, 10 years. So who's going to win that battlefield? Who is going to make sure that they don't, you know, get you know, scared and run away? And we can also see on the crypto market, many things is happening there. Mm -hmm. Crypto for 10 years ago or five years ago, were like, no, no, no bank will offer <laughs> anything with crypto. No, no, no. And now they're like, okay, great. Mm -hmm. The same thing here. Now we are welcoming sustainable investment because the law is pushing us everywhere. And it's going to be, of course, it's a no-brainer that, of course, you invest sustainably. So mm. that's some, some of the things that is buzzing around in my, my mind. Well, but I think it's a quite an interesting and quite a revolutionary concept to, to make a community such an important part of your business model, right? Because 
I, I can safely say that most of the incumbent banks don't really have a community. They have customers and yeah, they, they have products any... that they push there, right? Yeah, so yeah. And then they're answering them on Facebook and saying, ah, sorry, sorry for things, right? <laughs> yeah. That's what they're doing. You're totally right. So bringing, it's, we, we had that, okay, this is how we have to create the product. This is how we have to create uh, the new way we want to invest. Mm -hmm. This is what we started doing in, in Make Impact. And what I can see a lot of startups are doing taking down the community and then work with the community to build products. Mm -hmm. Well, the, the, the banks, incumbent banks, have never, it, it, it has been really, really hard to get down, down that road. And who should be there to take that battle, like with the customers? Mm. Because we have the old customers, like the people who have been there for many years, then we have the younger ones, and the younger ones get scared away. Mm -hmm. They're mm -hmm. like, no way I'm going to be a customer in this bank. I've seen this one happen from one of my friend. No, I'm not going to do mm. it. And, 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 and the lack of, you can say that digitalization has gone in the right way, mm -hmm. but I think that the incumbent banks in some way have forgot how to communicate when you then digitalize everything. Like there's no number to call people. There's no chat function to get a real person, right? Yeah. Like it's like uh, you have to find that, and then you get like answers. I have a chat function with my bank, like trying to write, and I'm like, hey, come on, do something, right? So, so that's what I see that the startups and, and the, the new companies are really focusing on. Let's let's talk about uh, what are the opportunities that you see in the market, both for 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 companies and for customers as a result of democratizing the industry, specifically democratizing wealth. <clears throat> so, so as I see it right now, the technology is, is at a stage where like, you can just connect with an API and then create an investment platform by this. It's so easy today. Mm. That's my strategy and, and that should be the strategy in my mind in the future. So when you have these technology-driven things that you just like pick, uh, put them together, that's fine. But if we see that wealth management is moving into the direction where we need to get closer to the users, our customers, values, and, and their uh, needs. Mm -hmm. We need to spend more time, I would, I would say 40% or something like that, of our time to understand the customer segment and actually work with them. The products will maybe be like 10, 15% of it, and then the rest will maybe be technology. I, I, I know it, it, it's, it's but, but we need to nail it down in this way. Like 40% mm -hmm. of your business could, should focus on understanding the customers all the time. It's not just like, okay, we do a survey or we do a focus group. <laughs> Hell no. We need to have a community that is driving and understanding and all the time utilizing time. And it costs time, it costs money, but it's easy because you get so much from the new Gen of, 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 of people, they, 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 if you ask them, they answer mm -hmm. it straight away. That's how I see wealth management should, should do in the future. Right, right. That's not how it has been. No. We look at the products and then we go into a, sorry, but, but going into a pension company and say, great, okay, what products do you have? Oh, you have these products, great, let's uh, label them in this color. Yeah. <laughs> and then call it this, or an uh, insurance, we, we unbundle a, an already existing insurance mm. in a smaller bits and pieces. Mm -hmm. That was one decade ago. Now we need to really create products with the, so with the clients and yeah. utilize time with them. And then we have to go to the incumbent pension companies and insurance companies or wherever, saying, okay, great. Yeah, the users don't want this product. You need to create a product on this side. Yeah, but why we don't earn so much money? I don't really care. Create this product. Mm -hmm. I want to buy it. I want to present this for the users. That's the dialogue that we need to have with the product developers or whoever is creating the products. Mm. And, and to be honest, being a startup 
you shouldn't create the products. Right. You should cherry pick on the products, but you need to say what is what's need to be in the products and get somebody else to create them. Mm -hmm. Because otherwise, you will end up creating a sustainable fund, whatever, and then the users thinks that is sustainable, and then the, you have a product where you have a where you have a company in your fund that is not sustainable anymore, and you don't like and. Your community is screaming at you. It's like, why did you sell me this? It's like, mm -hmm. I don't know. Right? <laughs> like, that's why you need to sometimes figure out, okay, how you create these products. You need to find the experts on this, but you need to take care of the user experience, the customer journey, and the community. That's how I see new future companies in the wealth management should work on doing products. But you know, that's just me. I'm not the <laughs> expert, right? But, you know, that was just some some of the things that I think in the future would be interesting. Right, Ryan. Well. I think with that, we can, we can close today's interview. Thank you so much for coming down. And it's really refreshing hearing someone that speaks with so much conviction and passion yeah. and also knowledge about, about your yeah. subject matter. So Thank you. Uh, it's been great talking to you. Thank you, Chris. Thank you. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks.